I imagine that her boyfriend just wasn't there. That's probably the case, I mean, honestly. And we were on the phone for two hours? Two hours straight. Honestly, I don't do that a whole lot. It's hard to communicate for a long time. But somehow I managed because this was just a great conversation and a great moment to move forward. But clearly, her boyfriend was not there. This is Alma Wayne Myers, and you're listening to Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. What are you talking about now? So, I talked about before that I found somebody I thought was pretty amazing that I feel very connected to based off of uh, some very similar shared experiences, shared outlook. How would you feel to find your boyfriend or girlfriend has been on the phone or Zooming with another boy or girl for the last two hours? And they're having a really, really good time. Well, let's uh, say that most people don't like that. They get a little, like, quite secure, especially when the relationships are a little rocky. So, it was nice to hear that when I was talking with Krista today, that her relationship's not rocky. It's pretty good. It's solid. She's got a nice, solid man that she can depend on. So, it makes it a whole lot easier talking to people and having a good time when you're focused on what it is you want, how it is you can help each other, and the process of moving forward. So, Krista James is on IG. You can follow her on Instagram. Go ahead and try that one. You can look her up. Um, K-R-I-S-T-A-J-A-M-E-S. Um, she has agreed to uh, work along, and we're going to do the podcast together. So... It's not just going to be me rambling on or struggling to get things done. And so we can have this organized so you still get me. Don't worry. I'm not going nowhere. But you're also going to have a counterbalance. And, you know, we could use maybe a little feminine energy up in the house. little yang and yen balance. I'd be the yang, you know, yang, male energy, yen female energy i think we've covered this before so it's actually one of these things i love about krista is she understands the philosophies of yin and yang and balance and she does yoga she you know i'm gonna let her come on and tell you guys all about herself and her story but i am completely fascinated i you know she has had epilepsy since she was about one one years old and, you know, is not taking drugs for her epilepsy. Even she, you know, knows that she's got seizures and she's got to deal with recovery and the ups and downs along the way. So it's not just me. I've been telling all of y'all, it's not just me that lives this way. It's not just me that, you know, has to make this choice. You know, I have another, another beautiful lady who's, been four months drug free she decided to get off of her meds and her you know she's doing a lot better i mean we're uncontrolled we do have our ups and down days but she is feeling a whole lot better 
off of her drugs. And I was like, would you recommend this to anyone else? And she said, absolutely. This is, you know, she agrees. This is one of the best things that you can do for yourself, especially when it's not working, when you're having problems, when it's not regulating what you're going on. You're just upsetting the balance that your body is craving your body's looking for stability and then starting to chemically imbalance it in ways that it doesn't like and then you can't blame the drugs because it has to blame the pre-existing condition is the cause of the reason that the drugs didn't work so it wasn't really the drugs that didn't work and caused the extra seizures it was the fact that there's a pre-existing condition or it's just a version that doesn't respond properly to the drugs and makes it worse. It's a condition's fault. It's a condition's fault. So therefore, you know, there's no accountability for a lot of stuff, which just sucks. So this is why we teach personal accountability. It's always important to have personal accountability. So I'm going to tell you guys an interesting story. If you guys like... If you like cartoons... As a kid, I loved cartoons. But as an adult, I... Enjoy occasionally when I can watch TV and it doesn't, you know, it's hard these days because I'm way more interested in getting real stuff done. But, you know, when I was still distracting myself or trying to find a way to just get the pain to stop or at least not think about it, I watched some cartoons. And one of them was The Seven Deadly Sins. I believe it's on Netflix. It's an adult cartoon, so... Probably wouldn't want to watch it with your kids around, but I mean it's it's fun. Um, I don't know, it's rowdy. Um, so, but one of the points, what I'm talking about, point get to the point. Sorry, the captain, the main person, he's in a situation probably like in season two, where he comes face to face with his past, and basically the people. Are, they want him to just basically cut off his feelings to just lock them away and forget all about them so that, you know, just go numb. They're just basically, hey, we want you to go numb and stop feeling you know, about this trauma that you had. And, you know, they were just scared of him losing control because he just he was just too powerful. I kind of get that situation myself people treat me that way they are definitely afraid of me losing control i would be afraid of me losing control too honestly um so this guy maliolis he's like got to go back to the one of the worst parts love of his life has been killed but they're flashing back and forth between these beautiful moments and these horrible moments and these beautiful moments and these horrible moments and every time he's like thrown back into reliving this experience he ends up just destroying everything and he's pulled out of it and he's got to keep going through it. And they're like, just trying to get him to like, cut off, cut off, stop. And he refuses to stop. He just keeps going through these experiences over and over and over until finally he comes to peace with it. He understands that this is like something that already happened. It's not something he has to keep going through over and over every day. And that's, you know, part of getting out of a cold day in hell. That's basically where you're getting into the winds of change. You know, when you know that it's time to change, that there are other other means, other methods. You know, when you've got your future stacked for you, when you, you know, realize that you want to be the hero, 
of your story and you know you're you're ready to find the tools that you need to be able to move forward and a lot of the times it's mindset is the hardest part just accepting where we're at realizing that we can do so much more than people around us believe and the best thing we can do is disappoint those people and just show them how amazing we are one of the problems people are often running into and this is one of the things Krista and I talked with today is the act of being valuable based off of doing versus being. So many people uh, only value themselves or feel valuable when they are contributing in some way, shape, or form, which I was telling her is part of the diva realm when you're dealing with... um, in your chakras and stuff. So basically, this is like angels. And angels means communication. It's a communicator. But ideally, the diva realm are the people that are helping and they expect that their help is beneficial and they thrive off of the praise of, oh, this is so amazing. Thank you. I love you. You're great. But the moment that there is a little bit of criticism or um, a little bit of this uh negativity it kind of just cracks their joy and they're not really able to um, move through it as easily as they should because they're tied to the results more than they are tied to the act of helping people so i'm not saying tied that I mean, it's, it's important to know what your results are and it's important to Aim for your best results, but always, you know, there's no ability, even for the doctors, you can't be like, hey, I didn't know that that was how you were going to respond unless they had a good idea of how that was going to respond. Like, oh, yeah, that's how a lot of people respond. I just wanted to try that one. And then, you know, they didn't warn you. Then, you know, seriously, that's cruel um, behavior. That doesn't really sound like Hippocratic oath to me. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Just whole bringing people to the point where they can make decisions for themselves that are educated, but ideally with healthcare providers that care about your results, not caring about what the drug it is that they want you on and what kind of vacation they're going to get out of it or whatever. So oftentimes... You know, we have these traumas that we have to go through and revisit, and it's hard to go back and visit them. I've, as you've heard over the last several episodes, me trying to cope with just the way I've raised and try to figure out how to talk to people about it and find a much shorter, faster way that doesn't sound like a complete train wreck. I mean, I really don't have to give any of the details, but I can say it in such a manner where it still uh catches attention but it doesn't make everybody want to run away because honestly i want to run away sometimes listening to the way that i grew up like man seriously you could understand it was rough and tough and i wasn't really giving answers other than the ones that i found for myself so self-education for me has been a blessing the ability to find the random person that was actually a great mentor before I dropped out of high school, uh, the year before in 10th grade, I had a teacher. He was my science teacher. He was awesome. He was the first teacher in a while 
that I really had appreciated uh, at school. Honestly, he might have been the first one, like, ever at that point. And he actually saw the value of how smart I was and how bored I was in class and how I was doing the reading and I comprehended what was going on. But I'm an artistic person, so he actually gave me some... He kind of made me his TA and he gave me projects and stuff to help with other classes for him so he could use them for teaching his stuff. And I just had to take tests. And that was really good for me because, like, I didn't have to do the... I didn't have to wait for everybody else to catch up. I felt like I had already learned this, like, at a different school a year or two before. I don't know if everybody else experienced this. It was just the fact that I moved around so much that I feel like sometimes... Uh, at some point, school re started repeating itself. Like, the stuff I'd already learned started teaching it again. And I'm just like... But I learned more from it each time. So, it was just really boring knowing stuff and paying attention. And, you know, off honestly, not knowing I was dyslexic or dyscalculic. Which means, you know, mixing your numbers up when you're trying to write. You know, dyslexia is mixing your letters up. Some people can't read because it all starts jumbling up on them where they're trying to read. Uh, for me, it's strictly when I'm trying to write. So I can, after reflecting on this, like much like Maliolis on some of the other, you know, problems in his life of how to get through them, I, you know, get to these situations with my mom and... I've never been like, why did my mom not ever understand this about me? I mean, I just like, whatever, but just please stop hurting me. Like, stay away. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to be valuable at some point, but I realized that I was not dealing with somebody that was capable of reciprocating um, a healthy relationship with me. But I had hoped that maybe once I got older, I'd be able to accept, you know, my siblings get in the way and they want to help keep her happy and stuck in her, oh, life of whatever. So, anyways, let's change back to topic. I don't know, we're talking about the stories that make it hellacious in our lives and having to work through them and how hard it is and stuff. Oh, yes, right. So, to the point... When I was studying with my mother, it was always audio. It was never, I never had to write anything down. So it was always like, hey, how do you, what's this, you know, times tables. And it's all, you say the timetables back. Five times five is 25, you know. Five times six is 35. Five times seven is 40. I mean, it's just, you're just repeating it back. At some point, you memorize it. She thought I was lazy because I needed help learning this stuff, because I was reading it myself. But if she read it to me, I was able to... I don't know. I don't understand. Like, for some reason, like, earlier on, I needed help learning some stuff, and I got bullied by my mom about it. And it was weird. And I didn't understand, but that was just who she was. I accepted that my mom was a very angry, unaccepting person, and that I would be beat for the truth and be punished I punished for the truth and I'd be rewarded for lying. So I just kept telling the truth or found different ways to make the truth awkward and weird. And I got renowned for being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, I'm good at sarcasm. I love me some sarcasm and wit. If you guys are telling jokes and stuff, it's great. But 
I don't know, I have somebody else who's upset, they're frustrating me, because they don't have an education right now, and they're talking to me about diet, and they're going on and on and on, and they're trying to tell me they know everything, and then I'm acting too smart, and for me to be myself, and I'm like, I am being myself, and I am too smart, but I'm not trying to be too smart, I'm trying to have a decent conversation about this, and the body's not just, you know, as simple as people think, it's quite complex. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful complex machine. It's an organic machine that we need to take care of. Because for the most part, we are the spine and brain. The rest of it is the meat locker that contains like who and what we are. So if your spine and brain are all messed up, then your meat locker does not function right. So that's kind of what the gist of it is. But they have these people that for some reason, they do not understand they have an unhealthy relationship with food and i understand that i have some awkward relationships with food if you've previously heard my stories about you know my stepdad clubbing the pig over the head in the bathtub while i was like 10 or whatever uh while i stood there watching him with his mother hold the pig down just being grateful it wasn't me just kind of ah the fact that somebody could do this to something else i have trouble eating pork I can imagine that was a train wreck story, right? I mean, but man, imagine that just, yeah. So I understand that people are like, oh, it's an animal. I have vegan friends. I'm like, I get it. I look at stuff and I'm like, oh, the poor animal. I love it. It's so cute. And then other times I'm like, man, I really need some nutrients and I'm going to have to eat that cow because I love cows. That's about the the only meat that i really enjoy i don't need large portions of it but you get healthy grass-fed meat and you got healthy quality food so that's what the argument is about grass-fed beef and this person's like nature gives you everything you need i'm like yeah cows cows are part of nature at what point did this become like you can't okay so it's (laughs) it's funny how people react to a lot of this um but food is medicine and you know better quality foods will react better for you your brain is full of fat you need fatty acids for your brain the keto diet is kind of based around this concept even it's based at the concept of that but it doesn't always address specifics of at what stage you're at in order to get to that point to put your body into ketosis and still to maintain a you know the rest of your body functioning where you're not constipated and you're not malnourished because of the fact that you're constipated because of the fact that you aren't balancing it out properly because you still need to make sure you've got fiber you don't need to be like taking mucilex or fiberol or whatever these things to help make you poop better selenium There's natural stuff, but for the most part, you really just need to stop being stressed out and in pain, and your body start works in a lot better. Stop throwing a bunch of drugs in there and pain pills. Pain pills are like one of the worst things, for real. And trust me, I know about pain. We're friends. We cuddle up all the time. I think I'm always getting a back rub. Um, Often, you know, dragging it around with me, so... We just smile, you say grin and bear it. Like, you know, the Care Bears, do the Care Bear stare. Um, man, I've been prepared for epilepsy for a while. They got me got me going. Round, round, fizzy, right, round, like a record, baby, right, round, round. So, imagine that Ina wasn't really happy at first. 
And she's kind of concerned and worried about me running away. Because you guys have heard, I don't, I don't want to be in a situation. Nobody should be in a situation that is not happy and not good for them. And I'm hoping, maybe, just maybe, hopefully today was groundbreaking. It felt pretty groundbreaking. So we'll, we'll see. So we talked about stuff. Um, you know, she, you know, we both agree that this has been a traumatizing last several years for all of us. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, not having been supported in a manner. This is uncomfortable. It's awkward. Things are new and, but they just, things are worse. And, you know, people are always like, I wish things were the way they used to be instead of like, how can we make things better? better now and you know we we talked and hopefully it's at that point where it's like hey look and you know i just need you to you know stop hurting yourself like you know you can do better and i don't know there's more to it i don't really know how to explain it you know her big complaint was she care was a good thing you know her big complaint is she doesn't feel like you know, she's being taken care of enough. She doesn't feel like a woman. She doesn't, she feels like she's a workhorse too. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm the work monkey here. Like, I don't know. I've got to like circus monkey. That's what I call it. I feel like the circus monkey. It's like, I got to perform a trick whenever everybody wants. Like you start playing the little music and I got to start performing a trick and, you know, collect all the money for everybody. Do all the work. All right. Here's doing the dance song and dance for everybody. All right, here we go. And, you know, it gets exhausting. And you know, I know she feels the same way, too. And We should have the support of, you know, the family. And instead, like, we're trying to figure out how to make things work. And then we have the people that show up that take advantage of us on top of it. And it makes it harder. And then it just adds more to the trauma on top of the trauma that got us all here in the first place. Because, I mean, I can't think of a moment I wasn't... Uh, having problems with somebody if I wasn't like by myself you know there's you're always like yeah there's a moment where the relationships are great and amazing and then something happens somebody gets angry and they don't want to get over whatever it is um you know people don't communicate what the problem is they make presumptions and they're like they make up the decision that this is how it's going to be for you. So it was like not, not easy dealing with people that have already made up the future for you instead of talk to you about it. So, you know, my statement was that I'm going to move out and I'm like, but I don't want to, but like, I mean, yeah, if all we can do is fight, why would I want to be in a relationship where we just fight? Like, I don't want to move out. I want to not fight. You know, I want to get along. I want to be friends. I want to, like, you know, have a real relationship. And it's not something she knows about. She's, you know, she tells me, you've lived with a lot of people. You have experience with this. For the most part, she doesn't. And I understand that, and it doesn't excuse nothing. I'm just like, just quit with the drinking, and life will be wonderful. And I stand by that. So... I'm going to do my best to make sure that, you know, she can find some better skills. And so one of the things I was thinking to help her 
work through her stuff is actually partner yoga. So I tried doing yoga with her before and she doesn't like it. And I'm pretty sure it's just because she's not familiar with the stuff. Um, probably doing it for too long. You ache a little bit, especially if you're not moving and stretching right. If you, uh, you know, brand new stuff. You don't just jump in and start running a mile if you haven't ran in like 14 years. Generally, you go start a block or, you know, you start doing some dashes I personally, I like dash walk, dash walk. That's kind of been my thing. Actually, if I could ever get down the not walking part and keep up the dash speed, I would probably be uh, back at like a five and a half minute mile. But I uh, really like the dash walk. I learned that for doing two, three, five mile. Oh, even 10 mile stuff. Sometimes you got to, man, 10 mile run. That was interesting. Military does do some fun training. Uh, yeah, we call it fun because you survive it and you get stronger. And man, that is fun actually going to the next level version of yourself. Where you're like, I can do more. So it's not always easy. Sometimes it's some work and it breaks you down a little bit. But this is how training is. And you got to learn how to do it right so it doesn't break you down. You're like, oh man, I messed up. But like, and you're like, oh, this is how you don't mess up. Which is the point of mentorship, community. The point of finding the tools that you need to get to the next level instead of being stuck at the point of like, all right, I don't know what to do. Is there even an answer? Um, am I even worth it? Because you're, you're always worth it. You better be worth it because you are. You have to be because we need you. We need you on our team. We're on team survive and thrive. That's the whole point. It's to show everybody you want to disappoint them. You're like, look, I'm so much better than you think. I could do so much more. And that's kind of what our goal is to help empower you, everyone else in the whole aspect of answers solutions and you know hopefully finding ways to have great relationships where you're able to sit down and talk and say hey look this is what we can do to make things better and if we work at this this can make things better and not be in a place of like anger and hatred and that's what i keep trying to explain is i'm not trying to be mean you know when i have a seizure i'm like literally not in control and it worries me like you know when I'm freaking out like that to be like having somebody agitate me because A, it can give me another seizure and B, it's going to make me angry because it can give me another seizure and I'm really angry I just had one and uh, honestly, it is what it is. I don't like yelling. I don't like screaming. I don't like causing problems. I'm an excitable person so I can get loud and people tell me to stop screaming and I'm like, I'm not. I'm just so excited about this. And I hate it because I like being excited and people freaking telling me to stop being excited. But, <sighs> you know, it's the kind of thing. Like, I ask people, hey, look, I need you to not do this for me. And so it should be fair enough if I don't, you know, show my excitement all the time for people so they don't start uh, freaking out because, um, you know, I'm high energy. I'm not high maintenance. I'm just high energy. You know, I know what I like. I know what I don't. I know what's good for you. I know it's good for me. I know it's bad for you. I know it's bad for me. I don't know everything. I'm never gonna know everything. And 
I know I went to school and I know it has definitely helped me make better choices, but that was because I went to a healthcare school to learn healthcare and it was holistic healthcare. So I've been able to work on my mind, body, spirit and do it naturally without, you know, drugs. I've had to have surgeries, you know, I've had some drugs when I've had these surgeries and man, I get off them as fast as I can because it just makes me feel horrible. It gives me seizures these days. So not into uh, the chemical dependency concept. I don't want to be an addict. I don't want to be trapped and stuck. Like, you know, my 65-year-old dad who's now <sighs> still talking about doesn't remember nothing or something because of Ativan and it's the new story. <sighs> I don't know what to believe about nothing except it's just not worth dealing with. I don't need to be threatened because somebody knows that they're not supposed to be taking Ativan and if they're, you know, taking handfuls of Ativan anyways, that's their bad because they know what they do when they're that way. It's not my problem to do anything except protect myself and I shouldn't have to protect myself from the people that love me and neither should you. So, do partner yoga. That's my idea of like what I can do with Ina. You can do some partner yoga. Moving is touch, stretching, it's assisted stretching. It's a lot more fun and honestly when you've got a partner it helps with bonding and soothing and comforting and relaxing because honestly that's what a lot of people need especially when they're first trying to learn everything is to be able to be comforted and soothed in the process and to feel connected because you don't always feel connected uh, when you're like standing there in a room a bunch of people and they're a skill level that you are like it's like incomplete impossible from where you're at you're like i don't know how to get to the top of mount everest you know people don't say i'm gonna go this is an example that a lot of people use but they say you know I'm, I'm gonna go climb mount everest like you don't just wing it <laughs> if you're gonna just wing it you're gonna die you gotta go find somebody that knows how to do it so that you can get the proper tools and the proper places and the proper routes and that way you've got a better chance because if you just wing it, you're going to die. And, you know, I mean, if that's what you want, that's what I guess. I mean, I have other ways to go. I don't really want to die, like trying to freeze or run out of oxygen on my way up to the top of a mountain just for the sake of saying I made it up there and I didn't die. Or I did. You know, here lies the body of some who knows some guy that just couldn't quite make it because they didn't get prepared right. Man, that sounds like a horrible gravestone right there. Here lies some unknown idiot that didn't know how to prepare. <sighs> Must have not been a Boy Scout. Must not have gone to survival training. Man. <sighs> For real, like, learn skills to survive. If you don't have the skills, you learn them. You don't know where to look. You got a search engine. Google is a good place to start. I, I hear that you can put in how to and then, you know, put whatever it is you want to learn and answers come up. I mean, you call it a search engine, right? I mean, pretty sure most of us know how to use a search engine and know about Google and I'm just, just giving you a hard time. 
But if you don't know, that that's kind of how you do it. There's honestly still people that don't know. And no harm, no foul. Not everybody is a computer person. Some people are totally, totally hiding away in the dark void. Um, it's fine. Uh, we got to do what we got to do. So hopefully you have had yourself a wonderful afternoon and evening and places and things in between. I'm pretty sure that I have, and I appreciate you tuning in and listening and taking the time to think about what you can do to better yourself and your relationships. Are they salvageable? Are there things that you can do? There's a little bit of forgiveness that can happen. There's a little bit of possibilities. Is there a way that you can work on yourself more okay so closing thought you know the statement is for today that and neither of us really know who we are anymore we don't really have that time where we're like exploring fun exploring you know the getting out of the house getting and doing things having a couple days just to like get away and do anything and we've been trapped here for for years and we've been talking about how we need to have some time that isn't dedicated to making sure that we're here for glenn glenn's not a lot of work but it is some work and we need two of us sometimes to get this done because he's old and needs you know i hold him up and Ina cleans him up and if uh, sometimes i can hold him up and wipe him but he's way tired and old and he prefers it when there's two of us and, you know, he can depend on my help in standing up on his feet. We use a transfer belt. I found it's one of the easiest things to do uh, when you're trying to move somebody around. Transfer belts are amazing. Uh, if you don't know what that is, feel free to look it up. It's also searchable on Google. <gasps> Amazon, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure I bought mine off of Amazon. But, I mean, there's a... Buy whatever you feel is your uh, ethical shopping. Eat whatever you feel like you need to for your health. I mean, if you got to get ethics and be all crazy and drink somebody's Kool-Aid and say that you can't do something because, I don't know, somebody else told you that, I don't know what it is. I don't get it. Like, take care of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Feed yourself good. Sleep good. Go through the steps. Learn the steps. Go through the process. Do more of what works and less of what doesn't. I mean, then you're going to have success, right? You're going to get to where you want to go. So we're looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Honestly, don't have anything planned quite in my head. I am talking to somebody about um, light sensitivity. So maybe I'll talk about you know whatever we covered a little bit with her and some of the ideas and concepts that brings up because it will help me better prepare for a class or a lecture for people so that you know they do know what to do and it's not just my experiences but i'm able to bounce them off of somebody else who has similar experiences or different experiences and we can talk about how they you know affect us and how you can benefit from some of the techniques we have learned to survive in the process of being this way. So 
it definitely epilepsy sucks there's nothing we can say about that uh there's no cure it's not a disease it's not an illness it is basically just a way of life you know it's definitely a disability it's an invisible disability there are things that cause it sometimes it's illnesses injuries sometimes it's toxicities sometimes it's the way that we're born sometimes it just it kicks in at some point and we're just designed to be that way sometimes we just thought we were taking care of ourselves right and something else catches us while we're looking the other way you know it's often times where you know we are busy not taking care of ourselves burning the candle at both ends and just trying to move forward um without being authentic to the moment and not that it's not being authentic to self because you know the self is often desired for survival and success you know success is often part of survival and you know if i'm able to um, make you know money enough to pay for my family if i'm able to pay for the food on the table so they're not starving i mean this is success and the more food you can provide for your children and not starve the more successful people feel and it's like when they're not able to feel feed their kids they start not feeling successful and and that's the act of doing versus the act of being where you know being present for their kids even though everybody's having a hard time you can still be a good example be present with your kids and be like hey look this is life and not be like, oh, I'm such a failure because I'm not able to find the answers that I don't, I've never been taught. Uh, so it's all about changing the perspective of ourselves, you know, realizing that we don't get born with the instruction manual. Uh, nobody gives us one. Occasionally you have great parents or friends or a mentor that comes along that gives you guidance that shows you that not everybody is crazy. Not everybody is after... Uh, your money not everybody's trying to take advantage of you not everybody is trying to play some trick on you and then run away as soon as possible so if you're going to run away do it now or forever listen to some more tomorrow because i'm going to get off here and you can do whatever you want it's your life you get to make choices that's the best thing about life and though you do get to make your own choices, you are not free from the repercussion of their actions. That is the way karma works. It's not like you're going to be punished because you were a bad boy and Santa brought you coal. Oh, no. That's quite the opposite. It's just sometimes things happen because it, we didn't do it right. It doesn't turn out the way we want because we didn't go through the steps either because... The environment wasn't right. Uh, the building blocks weren't right. The blueprint wasn't right. I mean, it depends. I mean, you don't really build houses in the middle of swamps until you start draining them out and doing some terraforming. And it's just the whole process. You got to go through steps. If you're going to do things in the wrong place or a hard place or a difficult place, it doesn't make it impossible. It just means, you know, the probability of figuring it out on your own just 
might take a little longer than if you just said, hey, what do you do? What is your method? How do you find a way to live epilepsy well? And the first thing you got to do is take care of yourself like you matter because you do.